no matter where you go, remember someone's always better than you. Aloha! Aloha, Terrell! Aloha, Deidre! And aloha to everyone out there too! Yes, aloha to you folks! Because right now, we are about to dive into some pretty interesting topics. Once relationships and hardships. To one's childhood and trip down memory lane. That's right, we are ready to talk it all. So join us in our show, DT Talks. So Terrell, how was the experience with last week's podcast? Do you feel like you've definitely come out of your shell a little bit? Well, I feel like last episode was pretty hard and it's a really deep topic and really mm. made me think on how I can get out of my comfort zone and to do what I can to improve myself. I think it is pretty awesome in a way. So yeah, we did get to talk a little bit about coming out of our comfort zone, huh? And I think it's definitely something we all can constantly do to push ourselves a little extra and just not stay stagnant. Yeah, you want to come out of your comfort zone just so you can be better as a person, just so you won't regret on the things that you didn't do. And also Mm. once you did it, you won't regret it because you've done it and you feel like, oh, I'm unstoppable now. Or so to speak, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that being said, the topic for today's episode is something that I know all of us have gone through, but of course in various ways. You know, the feeling either in your chest or stomach that aches or pierces and has that crossing sensation, right? Oh, you're not talking about like a heart attack, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> I guess. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it might seem that way, but no, that's not what I meant. There's this feeling caused by something that caused that aching pain, the feeling of not being able to breathe. Sometimes caused by certain grief. Mm, yes, that feeling. I know that feeling. So that's why for this episode, we are going to talk about that now. Welcome to episode 5, listeners. Aloha to you. This episode is called, And the Heart Hurts. Oof. Well, <laughs> aloha, listeners. Our episode is indeed on the hurting heart. And so we decided for this episode that we're looking into people's experiences with having their hearts broken yeah so we'll be sharing just a little bit of our own experience with having a broken heart we also included those from people we've asked so please do listen listeners as you'll never know how much their experiences could relate to yours and we'll share how one could perhaps deal with a broken heart yes well just so you know listeners these speakers today that we interviewed they are private so we will not be mentioning the name and all that so that it will be more meaningful and more personal for you guys as well and we want you to know that you are not alone in this that pain is indeed real as well as your life that's going through in different paths of course with that being said do you mind if i interrogate you a little bit terrell Ooh, i feel like i'm in uh <laughs> getting investigated for doing something uh, i didn't do <laughs> yes we are investigating you right now <laughs> <laughs> well i guess go on right ahead for this episode i'm an open book wow okay well terrell have you ever had your heart broken Ooh, yes i have mm, okay do you mind sharing your experience with us tonight 
today. Sure. <laughs> Tonight, today, this morning, whatever. <laughs> well, I can quickly share about my personal experience that I've had before coming to BYU Hawaii, specifically with my mom. And so some of you guys who are listening here today know and might not know what happened to my mom is that she had kidney cancer. And this has been going around for over a few months. My mom wasn't really sure if it was cancer. And I wasn't really sure if it was cancer. I was really terrified of what's happening. But I also have a lot of mixed feelings of what's happening on that time. And so days have passed, months have passed, and just going with her to the hospital to check up to see if she has cancer in her kidney. And the doctors have recommended her to go over to Kuala Lumpur for the uh, general hospital just for the kidney surgery. My mom was very skeptical on what if it's even cancer or not. She was also really scared like oh what if it's like not cancer? What if it's you know just a kind of symptom that makes it look like cancer? And then she even turned to me asking like hey should I you know cut the kidney off? I was like oh my gosh (laughs) why are you asking me? I'm not the one who makes the decision but I guess she trusts me and she she wants my opinion also which I suggest that the best way or best thing we can do or you can do right now is I think you should have it cut off you know you never know what's gonna happen in your life and it goes on when the day comes I had to drive her all the way from Malacca all the way to KL just for the surgery Uh, that's a long drive huh it is a long drive and she trusted me with the car and she even trusted me to find my aunt and uncle to live with them in the meantime before visiting her at the hospital Mm -hmm. and all that and so I was very nervous and I hope that she was going to be okay. I was heartbroken because knowing that she has cancer and knowing that she's going to die anytime soon like my time frame for her and even she said it herself is that she's only going to live until 10 years at least and I was terrified. I'm like my mom is basically everything to me and she has been the one that's taking care of me supporting me even though she has no idea what's going on most of the time of me being alive and being a church member as well but she trusts that the church has blessed me and has helped me all the way through and that's why she's not too worried but I'm worried for her because you know she's not getting any younger and that's why I'm still in Hawaii as well I don't want anything else to happen to her and I feel like it's important for her to be alright in the meantime until this coronavirus thing that's gonna die down and I don't want to be more heartbroken when I go home you know right now I feel like it's such a hard time for me to make decisions Mm. and even back then I was pretty mixed in emotions one is because I know she's gonna be alright because she has another kidney but my other half will be thinking oh she's not gonna live for a long time anymore and she might not live till the day on certain things that I will accomplish and I'm really heartbroken because that might also mean that she might not be able to see like maybe when I have children and then she will have grandchildren and all that you know I want her to experience proper happiness that's why I feel heartbroken that I might not be able to provide her with it when I get a bit older when I finish university or when I get a job and all that That's a rough one, huh? Yeah. Man, but that's real sorry to hear about your mom experiencing all that. I bet it's especially hard because you are very close with her, huh? Yeah, I'm like, even my brother, I thought he would be more closer, but he never contacts my mom very often, but I'm mm. the one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one that's like asking her, oh, do you need any help? Do you need something that I can do specifically? Like even after when she was hospitalized, after she got her kidney cut off, when I drive her all 
the way back to Malacca. I was the one cooking for her, taking care of her, and because she couldn't、mm-hmm. walk properly, and because it's really painful, and I have to bring her ice packs almost every day, and then she has to、yeah. ring a bell, and she's like yelling. It's painful.、Yeah. It's painful, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? How am I supposed to take care of her? Ah, it's rough. It's really rough to take care of someone who's sick. Yeah, like I realize a small glimpse of what it feels like if I'm my mom was bedridden again, but she's a strong woman, so she doesn't like to back down. She likes to stand up for herself. Like literally,、mm, she doesn't. She's a fighter, want... huh? Yeah, she is. She fought all the way through my twenty years of my life, or twenty-three、mm. years, and so I can understand why. <laughs> She might not be comfortable of me taking care of her. Ah, <laughs>、uh, I see, I see. But she does want me to take care of her, definitely. Yeah, moms will—they will always try to be their strongest in front of their kids, but they will always want their kids to still be there for them, you know. Yeah, and that's why I want to go back to Malaysia and really take care of her for the rest of her life before any other plans that I might have for the future. Yeah, I hope it all goes well for you and your mom. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm praying every day for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you for giving your feedback. So that's my. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. That's not easy to share something so personal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like I should share it so that people can understand what it feels like to be in that position. Of yeah, you never know. Someone else could be experiencing like a hardship of a loved one who's sick, or maybe they even lost someone from、mm-hmm. sickness as、yeah. well. So yeah, exactly. So that's my experience. How about you, Didra? Like, what? <laughs> what was your biggest heartbreak, or so to speak? Wow! So now you're interrogating me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Huh? Have I ever had my heart broken? Ha ha ha! I've had that many times. But I know usually people will think, oh, when they say, "Have you had your heart broken?" You'll think of romantic things usually.、Mm. But for this episode, I. Going to talk about the time when I had my heart broken when I was twelve years old. A lot of you, hold on, please don't think this is a romantic thing again. I was not dating or anything, but mine. Was caused by a teacher when I was twelve years old. Well, throughout my whole time in school, in my primary school days or elementary school days, I was always a very shy and reserved person. I felt like I couldn't really talk to people. I couldn't connect with the students and with the teachers in my school, or pretty much in general. And throughout those years in school, I'll just sit in the back and I'll just do whatever homework I'm assigned to. But I was never like I felt I was never smart enough, even though I was put amongst smart students. In like you know how in Malaysia you have the classes like the first class is the smartest students, second class. And so on. Yeah, I really didn't like that. I don't think that. Yeah, makes sense. I didn't. Nope. So I remember everyone was always competing to be in the first class, and my parents were also hoping I'll be in the first class because my older sister, the one before me, she's really smart, and she was always in the first class. I was put in the first class, but in the first class, I was ranked. 
near like the lowest in the class. That didn't help a lot, and I always felt like I just was not smart enough. Throughout my time in school, I just always doubted myself, and my teachers would just scold me and they'll compare me with others, and they say, "Why can't you be as smart as so and so?" And then I'll just keep quiet until myself. So the only class subject that I felt comfortable in, that I felt I was actually good at, was English. Because I felt good in English, I thought, okay, I know I'll get an A, and I know I can please my teacher, and my teacher will maybe she'll be able to compliment me. I always got an A in English, but. My teacher never complimented me. She'll compliment the other students, but never me. And I never understood why. I felt bad because that was one subject I felt that I was good at, and why couldn't my teacher see that I was good at that? When it came to my last year in primary school, so when I was twelve years old, we all took our exams, and I got good grades, not just in English but other subjects, but. Again, I was trying to get my teacher to still somehow compliment me before I leave school, and so what we did was we would write little bio data books and pass it around to people to write notes, like their goodbye notes and whatever they want to write in it.、Mm-hmm. So a bunch of my classmates would give theirs to their teachers, and the teachers would happily write in it like, "Oh, good luck with the rest of your studies. You were so good. You are such a good student." And then I remember passing my book to my English teacher, the one who I really wanted to please. And I passed it to her. She didn't say anything. She wrote it, and then she gave it back. And when I opened the book and I saw what she wrote, my heart just sank. Like it literally just sank. And I still remember until this day that feeling I had when I read it, and I will never forget what she wrote, even after all these years. What she wrote was. No matter where you go, remember someone's always better than you. And I was like, I'm a twelve-year-old child who was always seeking for your praise for something from you in something I thought the only one thing I thought I was good at. And to have that teacher write that to me just made me feel like I'm really not good at anything because someone will always be better. So what is the point in me trying or anything? It somehow still resonates with me till this day that once in a while I get like that low self-esteem, and I'll always be reminded of that teacher and what she wrote. I just hated how I felt after that, and then it just completely crushed me.、Dang. So that was like my first heartbreaking thing. Oh my god! <laughs> When、goodness. I was twelve. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that really took a toll on me. Basically, it hurts. Heartbreak hurts. No one is immune to heartbreak, and it comes in all kinds of ways. That's a horrible experience, Deidre. <laughs> really... Yes, to a twelve-year-old. <laughs> I also have a similar experience back at school when I was younger.、Uh, I'll share a really short one. Is that my specific teacher? He teaches history in Malaysia, and say、so yeah. he told me specifically, if you don't pass SPM, you're never gonna go to US and study. I was、oh. like. Yeah, yeah. S- similar to you, it broke my self esteem. I'm like, cause going to、yeah. the US is my dream to study and all that. And it's like you're not、mm-hmm. gonna do it if you don't pass SPM. I was like, man, what is this guy on about? I'll prove to you, I'll be able to go to America. <laughs> and even though I did pass SPM and I did come here already in BYU Hawaii to study, I proved to him that I can get to this school without SPM if I really tried. <laughs> yep, good that you did that. Yeah, but go- going back to your experience, you know. It's good that you definitely proved that teacher wrong, 
And I am so grateful that you share that because we know that you're a strong person. You're such a person who's never going to get back down and you always push through whatever that's going in your path. So I'm grateful that you're a person like that because what that teacher said from before, you're not that kind of person. And true, there will be people who are going to be better, but we are the best of being ourselves. So Mm. that teacher can just go away and whatever she said (laughs) to the other students and to you, she's not relevant let's not care about what she said because i really hate those kind of people honestly there's no reason to be to have that kind of attitude it's so ridiculous i know it is but thank you for your kind words jerelle thank you for that it's like like that experience is just i just i cannot see it i'm like teachers please don't do that to your students you never know how you're gonna shape them when they get older yeah exactly well okay so now that you've all heard our stories let us hear what other people have to say yep well we'll have four clips to play so we'll have this first one have i ever been heartbroken yes i have so my most vivid heartbreaking experience was when i was in a relationship and relationships are supposed to be built on trust but i guess i kind of trusted my ex a little bit too much because i clearly did not expect him to lie to me or betray my feelings and when he finally did me wrong it was such a huge blow to me and ruined whatever trust i had in him so usually the small things always add up and sooner or later they can become disastrous and my ex was always so secretive about where he's going and who he's hanging out with and he would just say that he's going out and that's it and I kind of had the feeling that he might have done that to get me to ask him more about it but because I trusted him just like any other person would in a relationship there were times when I didn't ask him at all because I thought he was old enough to take care of himself and I didn't have to worry but all the times that I chose not to ask him and interrogate him he would be doing things that he knew would hurt me like picking up his drunk girlfriends from the bar in the middle of the night like it's his responsibility when it's actually not and canceling our plans so suddenly so he could discreetly hang out with his friends i honestly didn't understand why he just wouldn't be honest and transparent with me but i finally came to accept the fact that he's a liar and i'm done sitting at home getting myself hurt by his actions countless times so i eventually decided to cut things off for my own sake so it's not selfish it's just common sense and when i finally did i never shed a single tear for him and now i have slowly forgot about where everything that he did wrong i guess that's what happened when you got your heart broken so many times that you just got sick of it and eventually you can think of what really matters like focus on your priorities and what your goals are Okay, so good for her that she cut off all things, all ties from that guy. Man, that is rough. What do you think, Terrell? I feel like this guy is a huge jerk. <laughs> like, why did you oh, start yeah. doing or having a relationship anyways? If you know you're gonna not only cheat, but not even having the time for the person that you technically love and all mm. that. That's just not good. I really... Mm yeah yeah i can i cannot it's yeah it's rough like imagine you really care about someone so much you trust them and they just lie to you over and over again and it's hard to let go of someone who you thought you could trust you know yeah exactly well we're just gonna play the second clip now here we go have i ever been heartbroken yes in multiple ways 
I'd say romantically, when I've been heartbroken most recently, was when I met the guy that I thought I was supposed to be with, like, forever. I thought he was the one. I was ready to pack my bags and move with him wherever he was going to go and just, yeah, kind of give my life to to shape around the, the life we could build together. He was in the military for the United States, and that really resonated with me because my dad was in the military. He was from China, and that resonated with me because I speak Chinese fluently, and I really love the culture. And he became a U.S. citizen all on his own, which also was really a big deal because he wasn't looking for like a green card. He already knew what he wanted in life. He had a really well-functioning business on the side of the U.S. Army, which kind of made him super rich. (laughs) And I even met his mom, you know? I mean, his mom came to town to visit him, mostly for business purposes, but he made sure that I, like, was able to meet with her, have a real sit-down dinner with her, spend time with her. And she brought me this beautiful jade bracelet and these gifts from China. And so I really thought, like, we were going in the right direction. And it was awesome. (laughs) But then we had a parting of ways. I guess just like truth really kind of bit us in the butt because he was in the army. He had orders to go somewhere new. So we were in Hawaii at the time and he was going somewhere else. His mom was trying to set him up with some Chinese girls that were in America so they could preserve the culture of her grandkids but also live the American lifestyle that they were hoping for and so that was really nice of her to do you know any caring mom would would agree with that I think but that kind of meant that I wasn't the one in her eyes that even though I spoke Mandarin and even though I got along with her really well (laughs) and she tried to to give me gifts and stuff like that I I wasn't the one in her eyes I was just a good friend for this guy just a good influence in America to keep him out of trouble keep her son out of trouble so that was kind of a heartbreaking moment but at the same time it was understandable because of where they were coming from so then he was stationed he was planning to move for work and I was still in Hawaii so I decided to tell him how I felt without leaving any anything secret and when I did he looked at me and he was nervous and he kind of kind of thought I went crazy all of a sudden and it wasn't like it was unexpected because we had held hands we had kissed we had you know we had done things that couples do and I was in love you know and so I told him I was like look like I'm willing to forget school (laughs) and go with you and he just just didn't know what to do and that was okay I think I fall in love a lot easier than most people or at least the people I'm attracted to and so that's kind of how that went down but he gave himself a few days to collect his thoughts and then he came back and we had a long discussion and essentially what happened was we decided to just stay friends and to not progress with romantic relationship which was really sad for me but at the same time, like, like I was heartbroken in a way like, oh, I really had this plan. I really felt good about you. And like, I really thought you were the one. But at the same time, it was like, I respect your choices. And I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't love me back like that. And so I had peace because I got everything that was on my mind out there. And I made sure he knew everything. But I also was bummed <laughs> for sure. I was definitely a little bit sad. That's rough, like not just long distance, but also like different cultures as well. Not necessarily just the race, but her being a student and him being in the army. And it's just different stages in life, huh? 
Exactly, and even though that again they are in the same race, they still both of them are from different countries, and with those kind of differences, you kind of needed to expect that there will be times that you have to face certain challenges, and then you there might not be a way for you to get it better. But props to her though; she still treats him as a friend, even mm-hmm. though all, you can treat all these things so negatively. Because honestly, this experience is. Also very heartbreaking because you know you're、yeah. gonna marry the guy, but then it just didn't work out. Yeah, and then you know how you feel, but they don't feel the same way, and that's really tough to take in. But yeah, she has a lot of strength and a lot of courage in her. To do what she did, she's amazing, and I'm sure that whatever she's going through right now with her life, I'm sure she's very happy with more of the decisions that she have made after college.、Mm. But yeah, let's play the next clip. Heartbroken is a big topic. It's a general topic. My opinion is、uh, there's many forms of being heartbroken. It could be you didn't do well in a test. Maybe your crush ended up dating another guy. Or even the small and simple things that you wish something good would happen, but then it didn't. You know, the expectation just disappears. So heartbroken is a big process that always happens in the life of humanity. No matter what you do, it's gonna come, even if you don't expect it to be. I went through a lot of heartbroken experiences. For one, I went through multiple breakups. I also, you know, didn't do well in many tests. I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, so I can I'll take credit for that. But yes, heartbrokens do come, and they are painful experiences. But my opinion is, it depends on the person on how they they accept these heartbroken situations. They can turn it into a positive light. For me, the more heartbroken experiences I go through, the stronger and wiser I become. There are many forms of heartbroken situations or experiences. There are small phases, medium ones, big ones, and they all have their own time frame. But again, everybody has to go through it somehow, one way or another. I've never heard a person on planet Earth that has never gone through.、It. A single heartbroken experience, at least. To be honest, I have a lot of heartbroken moments. I can't just name one right now. But say I go through perhaps this particular heartbroken moment, and I know it's painful. The first thing that I want to do, or the the one thing that I want to accept, is that it takes time. Like I said earlier, there are three different phases: the small heartbroken phase, medium, and large. Each of them has its own time frame. But of course, the approach that you make towards it can make a difference. My understanding is, when you want to recover from a heartbroken situation, I wouldn't rush it. I want to take things step one step at a time. We have to accept that healing has its own time frame. We cannot force it. You can't force an open wound to heal the next day. Everybody knows that it takes time. So keeping that in mind, doing the small and simple things first, perhaps the things that give you the greatest comfort immediately, go look for it, and eventually. Spread it out and look for other things that can give you comfort. For example, for me, I remember when I was in my younger days. I think I was 18. I had my first girlfriend, and it didn't work out. So the first thing I did was I went to my mom. I told my mom, me and my girlfriend broke up. It's really painful. And then she just, you know, opened up her arms, hugged me, and gave me words of comfort. And then it got better from that point onwards. My biggest source of relief from such terrifying events or sad events would be. Going to people that you love, they love you regardless of anything, and they will do their best to give you company and words of peace. 
But as a religious person, not only will I talk to my parents, but I'll communicate with God. I think God is a peace giver. When you talk to Him, He gives you peace. He gives you direction, guidance. And of course, after God, I would go and find things that I love to do. I like playing soccer. I like going outside with my friends. I like to eat good food. And sometimes I might even go and do things that I don't usually do, like discover or even try a new hobby or skill. So keeping yourself occupied with productive things does help. But again, keep in mind that it takes time. The feelings don't just go away. You have to let time do its own business. That was a really good advice that he gave. I like what he said about how you really need to take time with this, especially like you don't want to pick an open wound. You want to give it time to heal on its own. So that was really wise of him. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he's advices are so encouraging it really makes me feel that oh okay i can always look at the bright side and things yeah. will heal for sure and it just takes time and it takes a lot of patience a lot of loving kindness for yourself and there's a lot of self-reflection as well to love yourself yeah. again and it's really hard but as time goes on i'm sure you'll be able to get to a point where you're gonna feel that you're gonna be all right yeah we had so many different kinds of experiences with heartbreak, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting and it's so sad to listen to most of them so far. <laughs> nah, it's, it's okay. Well, we still have one more, so let's hear this one. Yep, here we go. One of the times that I was most heartbroken just recently has to do with my little brother. Recently, I returned home to Colorado due to the pandemic. And so I've been with my family for the last few months and it's been awesome. But I didn't realize how important it was that I should come back at that time frame because my baby brother was diagnosed with three separate heart conditions. These heart conditions are rare enough that doctors have never seen them in a child so young in the world's history, let alone more than one of these conditions in the same child. And so it's really a big deal and it takes you would think it would take a lot of extra doctor's appointments and things like that and so I'm home and I'm able to help my family but basically the heartbrokenness is almost daily I know that my baby brother might die at any time he might need surgery at any time because of how his heart functions and so we're working really hard to make sure he has all the right doctor's appointments and making sure he has all the right medicine and everything like that but it's it's not easy because he's got lots of other kids in the house just a little background I'm the oldest of eight kids there's a ton of us <laughs> my baby brother he's only five months and it's a lot of responsibility to be adding on to the family especially with heart conditions right and so it's been heartbreaking but incredible at the same time because as I've worked to strengthen my relationship with God so that I can prepare and receive answers for this little boy so I can know what to do to help him I have been guided to just love him no matter what which I think is exactly what he needs obviously that's what everyone needs is love but this baby boy he just needs extra love we don't know how long he'll be here and when people talk about sad stories like a sister dying or a brother dying I can look at my baby brother and completely relate and that's heartbreaking but it's amazing because of the relationship that we have because we know that there's potentially a limited amount of time there's a certain kind of care that he needs and so we're able to work with him and love him and hopefully he can feel that you know but he's the best little boy we've ever seen that I've ever met He's kind and he's cute. He's concerned when others are crying. He's got two big sisters that are two and three. And when they throw a fit or when they're sad, he looks at them and he tries to 
see what's going on even though he's only five months old so cute when he sees that we're upset for example if i get a bad grade and i just don't know how the world is gonna go on he looks at me and it's just like instantly his looks just calm me down it's like he has a superpower for helping people even though he can't necessarily be helped man this is so sad <laughs> that last line though <laughs> makes me want to cry so badly yeah <laughs> He has a superpower for helping people even though he can't be helped. Man. Oh my goodness. A five-month-old with three heart conditions. I cannot imagine. I really hope for the best for the family. And makes me so sad to hear this kind of story. Because it's a really heartbreaking experience for sure. Mm -hmm. But I really like how she... Even though it really hurts her, as you can tell, even from her voice, you just... You just see how she really wants to do whatever she can at this time to just, what she said, to just keep loving him even though it's hurting her, you know. Mm -hmm. And I liked how she keeps it to the positive side. We've been talking about a lot about religion, how God played a part in our lives. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's good that most of our friends here who turn to God for help. And it's really interesting that not only that, they also turn to their parents and other sources yeah. for help for sure yes who would have thought all these people would go through such experiences huh like to all these wonderful souls who allowed us for this podcast to share their stories we thank you guys so much and i guess one thing i learned about this topic is we really need to gather every strength we have for some cases, we need to learn to let go and to have hope for better days and just really learn as much as you can from these experiences, from these challenges. But to you guys who sent in your stories, you are all such strong people. We appreciate you. And even to our viewers, we also appreciate you and we wish you all much happiness. Yes, exactly. And I feel like... The best way that you can go through these phases and go through these experiences of heartbreak is to look for good things to come. Even though most of the experiences that you might have for having a heartbreak is going to be negative, good things will come for sure. There's a reason why we're experiencing these things. And that way, when we go through it, we'll be able to know how to deal with all these situations and we'll be able to be stronger by the end of it. And you'll never know once that experience is back again, you'll be able to know how to handle it emotionally, mentally, and possibly even physically, and maybe even spiritually, if in that sense. Yeah, so with matters of the heart, yes, it's very confusing. And just whatever it is, whatever heartaches you feel, dear listeners, know that it's possible to heal. Your physical and mental health are just equally important and they're definitely linked. So please do take care of both of them. And if you ever can, while you're experiencing some rough times, just talk to someone who you know will listen. Get a good support system, get a good night's sleep, take good care of yourself and please know that you are loved. Exactly. And one of the most important things that you have to go through once again through a heartbreak is, you know, all these phases is never give up. Good things are going to come. And just as long as you persevere, try your very best to support the certain someone and to have someone to support you. You need to open your windows, if that makes sense, to have people to help you. 
you need people to talk to you or you need to talk to people so that you can feel better for sure and those people the ones who listen they will be able to help you so my biggest advice for you guys you know don't just stay in your room all by yourself go talk to someone talk to anyone that can help you for sure and you're never gonna regret what's gonna happen because they're the ones that's gonna be there for you for sure i need to put a band-aid over my heart now <laughs> <laughs> all of us will experience heartbreak for sure so thank you all guys for listening and thank yes, you guys thank you. yes to the ones who shared for uh, their info to us and we're grateful that we're able to interview you you guys are awesome thanks for sharing for sure once again back to our facebook page thank you so much for liking following and watching our audio and we're so grateful for all of you for participating please be sure to leave a like comment i was about to say subscribe but follow our <laughs> facebook page follow us on spotify it just got on right down now down yes down, down on yeah exactly but you're not gonna regret <laughs> listening to us because we'll always have sweet quality content especially the ones on this episode you never want to miss mm. this one Thank you so much for our viewers and listeners. And this has been DT Talks.